0: Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. CounterPoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. It is
1: 821 on a Monday. We got our regulars in for this first half of CounterPoint, which is brought to you by our friends over at Pizzaville. You can call them up at 416-736-3636 or head online to pizzaville.ca. We've got Andy Stinton. Not so happy is, tonight. Uh,
0: I know. We, no, I went in. I don't very often have Can a I Pepsi. Can I just introduce the other guy? Okay. Okay,
1: Okay. okay like. And Michael Diamond with Thank
2: you. Strategy. You know what? I'm not happy either because it's <laughs> not very you, often. Mike. But I went <laughs> and bought you. I went and bought a Pepsi today.
1: <laughs> did you? Anyway. No, I went and bought a Pepsi. I don't well, usually have one. Well, first of all, who one. buys Pepsi? That's I your did. first I mistake. One. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. And I just grabbed it off the shelf, and then I put it in my mouth, and I put the liquid in my mouth, and it tasted yucky. Then I go limited time only with a splash of mango juice. Who
2: thought this? It's up? really <laughs> terrible because cherry and cola go together <laughs> yes. like coffee and cream. Yes. Yes. Or, like, that. Yeah, best I would never friend. think to put mango. mango uh, uh, it's no. like putting
1: gravy on your Joe Louis, but they probably <laughs> do that too. And t right. There you go. Let's uh, get into this thing. We got uh, some doozies today. Uh, this headline, Making My Head Blow Up in particular. Ontario's top court uh, has upheld a decision it's going to allow a man found not criminally responsible. This is a guy who walked into a Toronto military recruitment center in um, 2016 with a large knife. He uh, tried to kill three soldiers. His his name, Ayanli Hassan Ali. He has been living in a psychiatric hospital in Hamilton on the Mountain, right by Mohawk College, which is also where he'd like to go to school. And today, uh, the court, he said, you can go with your, you know, on your own, but the, the review board... Has said this guy is still deranged. He is still a huge risk to reoffend. And this guy's now gonna be going to school with students. Some of them I'm sure have a military background. I think this is a terribly unfair situation for the school.
0: I I I, I don't understand it. I mean I don't understand why any simple reasoning person can't see this. You should be concerned about public safety generally, if they say that the person is mentally disturbed, mentally upset, whatever it is, and he's schizophrenic, well, that's another reason to keep him kind of locked up. Put him in a school scenario and a learning scenario with other people that could be military. I, I don't see one iota of sense in that.
1: But it never makes sense, Michael. This is about his rights, his rehabilitation. I mean, he was found not criminally responsible. It does not mean he didn't do anything. But my, my mind goes to those students are being put in a terrible situation
2: with uh, the not criminally responsible designation, which is something important to have in our system. I think, and uh, and there's got to be a high level of oversight, and uh, uh, and it shouldn't be up to a court. It should be up to a panel of really doctors in working in consultation with the school, so that the students can be comfortable. And if anyone is uncomfortable with the situation, it's a violation of their rights. And I think we need to exercise with extreme caution in these cases. I. Don't don't think that was done uh, here
1: it wasn't i mean the bottom line is once again we are going to have to um work off of reaction we're gonna have to react to something that's either going to or not going to happen so uh thank i would you love to, the to find the
0: person that that, that made this decision What's and, the review? and i mean the, and hear their hear their response because there to me there is isn't no logical response no public safety comes first no. It's a big con job, that's what it is. There you go.
1: All right, uh, Justin Trudeau asked uh, to respond... Speaking of big con jobs. There you go, to a series <laughs> of tweets that Donald Trump put out over the weekend attacking uh, four Congress women, And uh, here is Mr. Trudeau's response.
0: I think uh, Canadians, and indeed people around the world, uh, know exactly what I think about those particular comments. Uh, that is not how we do things in Canada. A Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian... And the diversity
2: of our country is actually one of our greatest strengths and a source of tremendous resilience and pride for Canadians. And we will continue to defend that.
1: Unless, Michael, you're living in Quebec, where one of Mr. (laughs) Trump's uh, targets, Elon Omar, would not be allowed to have a government job because she wears a hijab. This nonsense that we just don't do these kinds of things here in Canada. Hello. May I introduce you to the elephant of the provinces? Well, well, and look,
2: I, I would... Look at Donald Trump's tweets this weekend with a high degree of... uh, of disgust. I think what he said was wrong. I also think it's not the place of our government to comment on the domestic political affairs of a democratic ally. We should, we are all free. I'm free to do it. You're free to do it. Andy, even Andy can have an opinion on this one, but the prime minister of Canada just shouldn't have said anything. And he should have said, it. I'm not going to comment on the domestic political affairs of another country. 100%. And then I think we do cloak ourselves in this myth of Canadian you know, maple syrup and French Uh, Canadian poutine and you know how great Canada is Uh, but yeah look at the uh, the bill that was recently passed in Quebec look at some of the public opinion research on thoughts on uh, immigration trends to this country and we're not all that different from our Americans I'm glad that our leadership is very different than Donald Trump on this issue we have a lot in common with the average voter.
1: But we're very selective with our outrage. I mean, Jeremy Corbyn has just been caught again with all this anti-Semitism. All rant. I mean, the man is like dripping with anti-Semitism. And yet Theresa May doesn't speak out against him, but she condemns, you know, Donald Trump. I'm like, stay in your own lane and deal with your uh, own. Here's uh,
0: where we go with this. If you're a liberal, you're going to think this is great. If you're a conservative, you're going to think it's stupid. I don't, if you sit in the middle, if, if you didn't say something... Okay, everybody would be at him. I think what I mean here's what you do: don't poke a madman. Is is right. my take so on this? So why
1: is the prime minister doing so? Don't poke him because so. he's
0: going to read this and he's going to go. Hmm. Hmm. Trudeau does not like me here comes another tariff
1: well well That's let me remind you perhaps. but let me remind you that it was Mr. Trudeau begging him for his help to help our Chinese but there's situation something much more you can't important ask the guy from-
0: we've had all of your your political viewpoints this is a great moment this is going to be the liberals little catchphrase what? This Canadian is a Canadian. Oh, no, we don't we've been hearing this. that for No, ever. no, we're going to have this. That's the basis of their messaging until the election. That was their messaging
1: it. last election. It was. Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian. That's not new. Uh, no,
0: no, but we're going to get it relaunched.
1: Okay. Well, I don't was, think I'll we will my,
2: because yeah. the polling's uh, changed quite a bit yeah. on that. And Justin Trudeau, the people who feed him lines, are, uh, they're up on what the polls say. Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian.
1: Yeah. I'm going to
0: have that as my ringtone when you call me, Michael. Yeah, I won't be call. in the room to hear it. So Meanwhile,
1: uh, big policy change on asylum uh, seekers for the American government. Trump has made changes uh, to end the protections. In other words, you can no longer country shop. So if you you know, claim asylum in Mexico, let's say, you can't then just go to the United States. Or if you claim asylum in the United States, Andy, you can't then just cross a field into Canada. So Mr. Trump has taken... Taken that uh, control of that. Um, bottom line is, it's going to fundamentally affect our country, change things. Do you expect us to follow suit or just ignore this?
0: I read that article, and you see, being the small businessman, I come from a different point of view. Mm. I tried to read that article, I got two thirds of <laughs> the way down, and really, I don't, don't give a damn. Really? I don't give a damn. Really? And I stopped reading it, I knew it would be a, a conversation tonight. I think, I don't really care. I don't understand this. We're talking about safe countries.
1: But we're talking about the issue that's really but, affecting the Quebec border right now with 40,000 people flowing well, in. I mean, this is the issue. And
2: also the border in Manitoba here in Ontario, sure. we often forget where God bless us with a moat, but in other parts of the country, <laughs> a border crisis is really real. I've been to Emerson, Manitoba. Actually... I've, seen, I've been to Emerson, Manitoba and have talked to the town officials, so I I know I, I know the impact it's had on that local community. Uh, so, yes, I do not think you can be an asylum seeker in Canada when you're coming from the United States. I hope we do follow suit. Yeah, and what's, right. what's your solution, Michael?
0: Every week you sit here, and this subject comes up, and you manage to knock somebody. Stop, I, in, have question, question, I have a question. In, an in six months, I have an you answer. have never come up. You've just said we have a problem. I
1: have an we answer. know we well, have a problem. I have
2: a couple answers since, since he asked me my answer. Yeah. i putting up okay. my hand uh, over uh, here like my son. Num- does. Number one, uh, <laughs> well, number answered.
1: one, You're next,
2: <laughs> number one, an actual a physical barrier at mm. our southern border. Uh, number two, uh, deport people when they come in illegally. Ooh. When their first interaction with our country is breaking our country's laws. You know. What the sign says at the uh, illegal border crossing, Long-haired, the abandoned in, man- in, uh, in oh, no, uh, man. Emerson, Manitoba, and Noyes, uh, Minnesota. It says, "Please report to a welcome to Canada. Please report to a proper border crossing." No, no wall. Okay, Michael, yeah. I, have no, I have to cut would you like off because no, I have to respond. you It's my show, <laughs> and I have to go to break.
1: So I'm going to take you off. But I will say this: you just get in line, Andy, like the rest of the people doing it, and do it properly. You just don't cross fields. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Here, mind. here. That's he a good. To build
2: a wall, yeah, well, Michael Diamond. Trump. Build a wall. Deport. A, deport people who break our laws. <laughs> I'm just and saying, uh, Get in line, like Alex said, because she's always right. Yeah. Well, no. I'm you're just right. saying
1: we have a system. It's she had some of my mango well, Pepsi too. It was gross. <laughs> when, <laughs> we have to have a wall. When we come back. We will uh, continue Counterpoint, which is brought to you by our friends over at Pizzaville. You can call them up 416-736-3636 or pizzaville.ca. They will get you all set up. When we come back, this summer flu that our teachers seem to get, and also how stressful is an MP's job? It'll drive you to suicide, apparently. Then next, here on Point on Global News Radio. Hey,
0: no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.
1: 8.35 here on this Monday. Getting a little cloudy out there. I don't know, I don't know if we're getting weather, but it is going to be very hot tomorrow. Which of course I we're know.
0: getting weather. We have weather every day.
1: Like that's right, we do, Andy.
0: Thank you. <laughs> it's not
1: climate change, it's weather. No, I'm, just I'm just kidding, for God's sakes. This, of course, is round two of Counterpoint, which is brought to you by our friends at Pizzaville. We uh, head over to pizzaville.ca, or you can call them up on the phone, 416-736-365. Three six., uh, it seems that there's a bit of a flu bug going around our teachers. It only strikes really in June. That's when we see a nice spike of twenty one percent for the Catholic teachers and another fifteen percent of the uh, elementary teachers who call in sick on the last few Fridays before the school ends for the year. And this is something that the Toronto Sun has dug up. Um but Andy, I'll start with you. you know, teachers get eleven sick days. They get another five personal days, and they get an awful lot of holidays. Um, but when they call in sick, I mean, we know that it's about hundred million. I think in just the uh, in just the one Toronto school board of loss in absenteeism, uh, you know, costs. But the bottom line is, they may have sick days, but just taking them to take them is that not theft?
0: It, oh, it's theft, pure and simple. Somebody doesn't show up and doesn't and, and still gets paid for it. That is theft. You theft. Here's what: it's not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Their union, the unions don't protect them. Nobody's going to go after them. They can do this till the cows come home. That's the sad state of our education system.
1: Well, it's sad that we just accept it, that it's a thing.
0: But how are you going to take them out? The unions will step up and go blah, 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 as unions tend to do, and nobody's going to get anywhere near them.
1: Well, I mean, look, we're going into the negotiations. They have been an issue in negotiation. I mean, Dalton McGinty, I think back in 2012, Michael, um, had to basically rein it in because they were carrying over so many sick days that they were able to cash out, like, Tens of thousands of dollars in extra cash. You of the I mean, at the uh, sick end days of your are career, not yeah. supposed to be. They're not there's supposed no to be no salary. There's no profession
2: that I can think of where you, you have such latitude and luxury with sick days. So the banking them and taking them out is almost a retirement savings plan. At the end of your long teaching career was certainly wrong. This is also wrong. It's 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 you know there's not they're not all obviously uh, gaming the system, but uh, the statistics would imply that. Many are.
1: A lot are, and I think it gives a bad name. I mean and, and you know, as a parent in school, we all know which teachers do it. The sad reality is though the principals are so powerless to do anything.
0: And do you really want the unions to take them on? Because they'll go on strike around September the first or No, but 3rd, this mentality
1: has to change. But you We're- won't change
0: it. Well, it's it's systemic in the in in the whole maybe education by system. No,
1: once in a while, I mean, the yeah, private get... sector's gotten awfully used to, to doing a lot more with a lot less, and I I don't like, get sick. No, I don't. I don't the... We don't negotiate sick days yeah. in the private sector. No, but, but I never I would think of that. Having
2: eleven sick days is almost like permission to please. Take these eleven days off.
1: Yeah, Can but, you imagine no, negotiating? No, no political
0: all? party has solved this, be they conservative or liberal. Along
2: the way, yes. Well, well in fairness, we'll see in what fairness, happens. A Ford. few minutes ago, Alex just mentioned Dalton McGinty made a change that was good, and i I'm. Willing to give credit to a liberal who I think you know was a terrible premier when they do something good.
1: Well, they did. Let's That's see the if
2: sound of me falling to the let's floor. Let's see
1: with uh, Stephen Lecce if he can actually make inroads on this I hope because so. again, look, it's it's not. But supposed it's the same as the time. postal
0: workers, Alex. Again, okay. I mean, they get away with murder too. They shouldn't. I realize that
1: the word is Andy. No. You know Say what? It. Say it. Your mouth goes a little open.
0: No. No. There you okay. go. Okay, maybe Michael could build a wall around the schools. Can we talk about around MPs? The schools.
1: There
2: you they go. have fences <laughs> around schools. Uh, some it's...
1: MPs are warning that the high-stress, high-stakes environment of politics, coupled with that relentless work schedule and bouts of politically motivated marathon voting, which, by the way, they create for themselves, mm-hmm. um, is going to kill someone. And the Winnipeg MP who said that uh, has experience in the game, and I, I have no question, Michael, that they, they do work very, very hard. They do get for salary, though, and the job is, you know, something they go after. So I'm not sure I feel a lot of empathy here. Yeah,
2: I I know Kevin Lamoureux. Uh, Kevin Lamoureux is a hard-working fellow, so I was surprised to hear him raise this. Also, on the... uh, talk of obstruction from opposition parties. Kevin Lamoureux has been elected for about 30 years. Mm. He's from Winnipeg. I'm from Winnipeg. I used to work at the Manitoba Legislature. He was a member of the Liberal Caucus in Manitoba. They were always in opposition. He was never in government. And one of the things that Mr. Lamoureux was just outstanding at, and it often was, often was helpful in my role, working for the official opposition, no one was better at delaying the legislature, at stalling mm. stalling tactics than Kevin Lamoureux. So it's a little rich for coming from him, but I guess once you're in government and you're the deputy government House leader, leader, uh, Those delay tactics become a little bit annoying, but it's a key you've, part. It's a key part of our democracy, you've in got voice of admi- and this it's how this tone of admiration yeah. in your voice and it's how the opposition holds the government to account. Well, well no, 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 no you, you, you actually admire that, don't you? That that delaying tactics. Absolutely, well, I'm the, very one of the, my proudest uh, professional accomplishments. No, no the delaying tactics the, are not
1: an issue. That's a political tool they can use. The problem, I think, is, and Andy and I will not begrudge any politician. Politician, that's one of the reasons I didn't go into politics is because you absolutely have zero life. And the fact is, I was not going to stand. They're on Saturdays and Sundays and sell lemonade and pickles and buns and whatever else they want. And I wasn't going to glad hand every second of the day. Not my thing. Having said that, um, I don't think everyday people not making $180,000 a year are going to feel too sorry for no, me. This nobody, job comes with incredible perks. You know,
0: one of the things I do as part of my job is I'll do profiles on various professions like a pharma company or a brain surgeon. There's a man who works a lot of hours. He's uh, under a lot of stress. I could sit here and give you a list nuclear operators at OPG. I could look at my own job. I sometimes can go for two months without a day off. Yeah. So this is just another case of political BS. And maybe we should change the system so you don't get into these situations where they have to BS for 30 seconds. What do you call it? Delaying? Filibustering,
1: whatever. It's up to it the
2: government. In real business, we call
0: that BSing,
1: it's
2: and up, we don't put up with it. It's up to the government how the opposition is going to have to uh, react to hold them to account.
1: Let's talk about fake rest, shall we? And the question of, you know, are they now like some taxpayers? Right? Well, I looked at you. Uh the Nova Scotia provincial government has agreed to start paying for breast implants for transgender woman. This is uh thanks in part to Serena Slanwhite, who had been transitioning for six years, and that was all paid for by the government until they got to the breasts, which she was said, told she would have to pay for them. I, I, you know, she said, quote, I failed to understand why the government never really considered that because being a female, it's a natural part of a woman's body. And she obviously wants to feel complete. Well, Michael. Every woman's got breasts, but some of them don't have big breasts, certainly. Some so born very flat, but the bottom line is, if I don't like my breasts, I've got to actually pay for them. Well, I mean, geez,
2: I mean cis. Is, it, is the proper term of cis females? I have no idea. I believe that's the What's proper it? term. Cis don't, females, don't naturally born, naturally born females who would like to have bigger breasts Odageous would have scyltals, to yes. would have to pay out of pocket for that surgery. Now there are health complications where people can have the government uh, funding for the reduction.
1: Yes, because yeah, because that, you get back it. Yes, yes. But if you've got breast but cancer, I'm sorry. Until we're fixing every woman's breast who has had to have them Precisely. move from, from breast cancer or when I know every child is getting, um, you know, medical payments for their medication. No one deserves to have fake breasts. I, I just
0: don't believe in this. I, I, I can't see it. I mean, this. I'm, I am I, I respect what she's going through, but there has to be a lot. As you said, this is another one of those. It's going to be the theme of the show today. No. It finishes there. There has to be but a line in the sand. But to a human
1: rights tribunal. I'm like reading through this uh, and I'm like, I feel for you, lady, but I'd like nice, bigger, huge boobies too. Like, I, give me the Pam Anderson Andy special, but hair. like, I got to pay for them if I want those. I
0: don't think that was very mature of you when you Of course you it boobies. wasn't. But I, well, uh, what, what, my what breasts. This? Yeah,
1: you've just
2: repeated that three times though. Yeah.
1: And yeah, you okay. when you're driving home too. yeah.
2: <laughs> i just like to point it out. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a, are we done with that talk? Yeah.
1: All right, good times. All right, that will uh complete this second round of counterpoint, so I'll say thank you to you, Andy. Yo, pee
0: pee afterwards. Okay.
1: Um that was Andy Stinton and Michael Diamond. Thank you both.
2: Thank you. Thank you. That is
1: Counterpoint, which is brought to you by our friends over at Pizzaville. 416-736-3636 or pizzaville.ca. They'll get you all set up here on point on Global News Radio.